You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and co-founder of both Moz and Bread Approved. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online gr- companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. We have an exciting guest today. Indeed we do, Anne. Amy Margolis founded the initiative in Portland, Oregon, an accelerator for women starting cannabis businesses, as well as the Commune, a 4,000-square-foot co-working space called the first cannabis-friendly space of its kind by Forbes magazine. Amy's been an attorney for more than 17 years and is the founder of the Oregon Cannabis Association, one of the largest state cannabis trade groups in the United States. Amy has been recognized by Cannabis Business Executive on their Political 100 and is recognized as one of the 50 most important women in cannabis. Elle Magazine refers to Amy as Pot Power Woman. I love that. And Herb.co lists Amy as one of the 10 most influential women in the cannabis industry. Welcome, Amy, to CEO Coach. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a delight. Absolutely. So tell us first about the co-working space and then about the accelerator you have inside. Yeah, so, you know, we we actually built the accelerator first and realized that we needed a place to house it. So the accelerator is a program for female founders in the cannabis space. Um, We do retreats, we do business services, and the anchor program is the accelerator, which is for post-revenue female-founded cannabis companies, primarily consumer packaged goods, Um, although we are accepting and have accepted some companies that are doing other innovative things. And when, when we started the program or we're building the program, we realized that it needed a place to function out of. And so we built the commune, which is 
uh, like you said, a, a large, um, quite beautiful gathering space for the cannabis community. Well, the next time I'm down in uh, Portland, I'm going to have to stop by and take a look. It sounds wonderful. So you got started with the uh, with the incubator accelerator first, I should say. It's an accelerator, right? So the companies have kind of launched, but now they need a way to expand their business. Um, and then you built the space. So um, I guess we should go into some larger topics, really. Tell us about this opportunity that you see in cannabis. Um, not only is it unusual, I think it's like Tigger, you're the only one uh, that is really exclusively focused on this emerging industry. And I find that very exciting because new industries are always expanding quickly. Yeah, you know, I've been working in the cannabis industry for a long time, mostly as a lawyer. Um, it is in many ways like a, like other emerging markets. It um, is on and has been on quite an upswing. Um, but I, I foresee, and I think again, just like other emerging markets that you have had a lot of excitement around this space. You've had kind of inflated valuations. You've had um, strange ways of determining market cap and um, big companies really dominating the conversation um, as they've gone public in the Canadian markets. And um, so we're seeing, and I think we're going to see soon, a, a decline as it relates to those companies. And um, so, you know, it is, for us, what, what we've created here doesn't just help female-founded companies, it is also intended to combat um, some of that decline by focusing on where we see the opportunity in this space living, which is in product development, brand development, national brand launches, um, which is very different than this um, sort of vertical integration dominant strategy being used by the big market cap companies. Interesting. So you're really seeing that um, there has been a significant rise already, and you're looking to see that this will draw back a little bit in terms of things like valuations, but certainly not in terms of activity. I mean, the mere fact that the monsters are getting involved is kind of exciting news in itself. Um, but uh, as as it kind of grows in its complete volume, you know, it, its total volume, um, where do you see the cohorts in your accelerators uh, fitting into the total space? Are you actually building the next monsters or are you building, if you will, a much larger privately held corporate structure, um, you know, cohort of companies that will exist throughout the states? I don't think that it's one or the other. I mean, we're like every accelerator, you're looking for a unicorn, right? So you are looking to build a company that's going to be successful, however they define success. That's going to be an acquisition target and a meaningful acquisition. That's going to be um, a target for serious growth, working towards some alternative liquidation event. I mean, you're looking to build a company, a female-run company that is um, revenue driven and the capacity and ability to expand nationally. And you hope that one of those companies is vastly um, valuable, right? So, you know, I, I agree that we're seeing big players come in. I think we're seeing um, institutional money come in and um, how that impacts a, a limited and controlled space with siloed markets at least when you think about the United States, but even if you think about it internationally, um, 
it will be interesting to see the outcome of that. We're, of course, excited for institutional capital, um, but we haven't seen what that outcome will be. And I, I think we'll see that in the next 12 to 24 months. Okay. Um, that makes reasonable good sense to me as well. Uh, as I've been just dipping my toes into this industry, mostly from the software uh, point of view, I see that there is, if you will, that expanding market around the actual cannabis growers or the cannabis processors or sellers and so on, or even labs. Um, I see that things like software, you and I were talking about this just before the show, software is coming up around this particular industry and so on. But much of what I'm looking at is this siloed um, uh, business space that you mentioned in your last uh, a few minutes here. So do you see that changing, I guess? I think a lot of people want to know, one, is this going to go federal? Uh, is the federal government about to come down on, you know, nationally uh, permitting cannabis? Or do you think that's going to take, I don't know, another decade or so? I, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic, I think, like everyone with a change in the House, um, I think we're going to see actual um, banking move forward. I think as long as Pete Sessions is not controlling that committee, we're going to see real banking. I also think that we're going to see some change to 280E, although I, I believe that is secondary. Um, do I think that cannabis legalization is going to happen in the next 24 months during what is going to become the like 2020 campaign cycle? Um, no. But I, I believe we're going to see some more incremental positive change at the federal level. And the hope is in the next um, presidency that we're going to see actual federal legalization. But, you know, I, I've always said, um, and now my timeline is shrinking as it's as we're moving forward. But I think in the next five years, we'll see we'll see actual federal legalization with incremental change working towards that. Hey, Amy, just just for the uh, our listeners who may not be as clued up as you are, um, can you explain briefly what 280E is? Absolutely. 280E is the federal tax provision that says um, cannabis businesses, although really all drug businesses, are not allowed to take regular business deductions. And so it, it absolutely negatively impacts the effective tax rate that cannabis businesses pay, um, fundamentally un undermining their ability to make money, particularly at the dispensary level, but it's applicable in all businesses. Thanks. You know what? We need to take a break for our sponsors, Jillian and Amy. So um, after the break, we'll talk more with Amy Margolis. And particularly, I'd like to get into the issues around the women founders that you've mentioned, because this is something that is near and dear to uh, Jillian's and my hearts. And so this is CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. 
are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We are talking today about women founders in the cannabis industry. Amy, before the break, you mentioned funding for women founders is as disappointing in cannabis as it is all across venture capital. I've heard you say that in other interviews as well, and I wanted to hear about how you are addressing this and where do you see the best opportunity for change? You know, when we think about, this is one of those places where, like you mentioned, the cannabis industry is not unique. Um, You know, female founders receive um, only a tiny increment of venture capital funding that's out there, even though we know female founded and run businesses um, experience more success than their male counterparts. Um, and you know how we're addressing it in this program is we've identified funders who are interested in one funding this particular market segment, consumer packaged goods, and two um, funders who are interested in supporting female founders. And so by bringing together a curated set of investors and by um, helping to build the businesses going through the program, we're really hoping to be a proof of concept that women in the cannabis space can be successful, can find funding, and once they are funded, um, build these unicorn businesses. That makes really good sense. Are you having success in curating these funders and finding the people who will, uh, you know, capitalize these companies? I think we've done a very nice job creating a pool of investors. We we don't start the accelerator part of the program until January, so you should check back with me in April and see how many of those female founded companies have received funding, but I think we've created a a quite amazing pool of potential investors um, who are interested in the companies, who are interested in what they're doing, and um, we'll see how well they do, but that's that's the point of this exercise. 
that makes good sense. Um, tell us a little bit about how you select the companies for the incubator and what they can expect once they get through it. Well, we had a application process and we went through written applications. We went through the board sitting down and discussing every single person who had applied. And then um, we requested videos from the businesses that we uh, felt were the strongest contenders um, and sent out letters to those people and then have been individually reaching out to companies who um, we have a good feeling about or who have continue to keep us interested. Um, and we'll start the accelerator on January 7th. That's our first day. And it will be an intensive learning experience. We're not recreating the accelerator curriculum. We're just creating it alongside um, the important pieces of cannabis, which as you know, um, make this industry very different. But women can expect to come in, the cohort can expect to come in, and we work from business fundamentals through investment fundamentals, financials, pitch decks, marketing, legal, um, and even public speaking training. Um, so at the end of the program, they're gonna be completely prepared with a comprehensive deck, comprehensive financials, and the ability to go out and raise that capital, not just from the um, individuals and, and funds that we've curated, but also on their own later as their businesses grow. Right, so it sounds terribly boring. You've got yourself an entire incubator and accelerator process here that looks like everybody else's. And that's exactly what I wanted to illuminate. Uh, when it comes down to brass tacks, this is business and um, and getting that business portion right is the critical component. So bravo, I'm putting it all together. Um, and then as you have selected these companies, where have you found them along the kind of supply chain here? Are these growers and processors or are they almost all in the retail space? Um, are they developing brands? What's, uh, you know, who's in there? So we worked hard to make sure that it was a particular market segment where we think there is a lot of opportunity. So um, almost everybody who is participating, uh, with the exception of one company, which is a device company, is a consumer packaged good. So they're, they're products. They're edibles, they're topicals, they're um, skincare, they're all sorts of interesting things, but they all fall into that consumer packaged goods segment. And, and we chose to focus on that because we chose to focus on that because we know that that requires very little capitalization to expand. And mm -hmm. um, we have partnered with different big large conglomerates to do licensing deals and we feel like we can we can tell a pretty successful brand story um, create revenue and not require huge um, capital investments um, to make those companies successful at least out of the gate great so as you are looking at the different kinds of funding opportunities for your companies, um, are they raising capital and equity only, or are you doing things like dividends and uh, debt instruments and so on, revenue share agreements? Um, what kind of opportunities are available? Uh, some of the people who are listening and may want to get in on it. You never know. Yeah, I, so we're not, I mean, everybody is situated differently. So. You know, we're not just saying the only way we're raising money is through some sort of equity. I mean, we are 
I think, both prepared and um, used to. I mean, as an attorney doing both debt and equity raises, I think we'll really see a lot of convertible debt in this industry for some reasons that are good and some reasons that are bad. There are, I think we're not, we're not just limiting the investment to that. I mean, at the end of the day, the investors will come in and will negotiate deals for each of them, just like you would in any other business. It makes sense. Right. So um, I guess as we would, you know, wrap up this segment here, tell us a little bit more about where you see this market heading in terms of the ecosystem that supports cannabis uh, companies. You have um, an accelerator that is strictly focused on women founded cannabis companies, but there are others who are out there with accelerators focused on cannabis in general. Um, in that marketplace, I expect only a few women are part of it. We've already talked about everything from the funding to the participation and so on. But tell us about that sector, how quickly it's growing, where it's popping up around the country and so on. You must have a better feel for this uh, landscape um, than most. And uh, I think our you know, listeners would be interested to know, where does cannabis business really start growing here in the States? Well, cannabis business has already started growing in the state. So, I mean, Colorado is a mature market. Washington is a mature market. I think we're seeing um, Oregon and really come into its own next. And even though we have some issues around our um, oversupply and cultivation, um, but, and California, I think will very quickly, even though it's a mess right now, um, will evolve into a mature market uh, whatever that means in this environment. So, I, you know, there's opportunity everywhere um, as we start to see new states come online. Michigan is a great example. Massachusetts, it's open for business. Um, Florida's in a lawsuit, but may very well open licensing up um, if the court um, allows that. So, you know, I think we're going to, I know we're going to see Florida come online with a recreational measure that Mike Minardi's running. So, you know, we're, we're rapidly seeing more states come online. So opportunity is really everywhere. Um, and I, and, you know, we are seeing other accelerators uh, pop up. Many of them are touching the tech space or the ancillary business space um, for, I, I think, pretty good reason. Um, and, there's opportunity in those segments too. That makes sense. Um, I, I caught something you said there, and I'm wondering if I caught it correctly. Are you really saying that once a state hits recreation, as opposed to just medical marijuana approvals, that's kind of when it starts to take off? Um, and from there, you have to see how the market comes together. I, I, I think that that's true. Um, but you look at a state like California had a huge market under the medical program and states like Oregon as well. And I think, again, Michigan's a good example. I mean, they have a thriving medical market. So, you know, I, when recreational comes online, you see those markets exponentially grow, um, but many people come online as a medical state and that's an opportunity to go get a license to start operating and to really get a foothold. So if that's, that's when the exponential growth happens, but not necessarily um, when the opportunity catalyst happens. Well, thank you. We're going to take another break here for our sponsors. When we come back, I think Anne's probably got a few questions about uh, your top tips and so on here at CEO Coach Podcast. We're talking with Amy Gar Margolis today, and we'll be right back. 
More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music. I'm here with my friend Ann Kennedy and with Amy Margolis, uh, who is from the Initiative and the Commune in Portland, Oregon. We've been talking about women in cannabis, the cannabis industry at large, where it's expanding, how it's moving, and how we intend to fund and bring this business, into uh, this industry really, into an entirely new sector. So, Ann, before we close up, I think you've got a couple of questions around, you know, all kinds of hot tips. Well, I do, and but before we get to asking Amy to give her out some top tips for our listeners, how we always end our shows, I just wondered, Amy, if we could knit together the f- discussion in the first segment about women and opportunity and the discussion in the second segment about opportunity in the cannabis industry overall, because I think there is a strong connection there. Uh, between to help move women ahead in general, do you have a comment on that? I I absolutely agree with you. I you know it's not very often, maybe once in a lifetime, you have a brand new industry that emerges, and you know instead of having to go back and and fix the wrongs that we've seen in every other space, cannabis is in some ways still a blank slate. We really don't have winners and losers yet. 
Um, and, and it's an open playing field. So it's been my perspective and it will continue to be my perspective um, until this is a stabilized market and we have federal legalization that the cannabis industry um, is an opportunity entry point for women, that it's an opportunity entry point for people of color and that this is maybe the greatest opportunity that we've seen um, as we move this space forward, though, and we do see more traditional capital and we see the challenges that have faced other industries entering this industry, um, that opportunity can, begins to shrink. So I very much feel that right now is the moment for women to um, get a foothold in this industry, to go out and raise money, to create innovative products and brands. And I'm really hoping to see women take charge in this space in a meaningful way. That is fantastic. Um, so if you have convinced any one of our women listeners that they should take some steps into this industry, what are your tips to them for how to proceed? You know, it, there are tips that we, we would really give anybody, women or men, who are entering this space. Um, I, I said it a few minutes ago, and I'll say it again. I, the first is getting over the hump that the, that the window has closed or the door has closed in this industry. Um, it's very easy to come into the cannabis industry, which is very much an echo chamber, and feel like, like there is no more room for another business. And so my first piece of advice is that there is absolutely room for another business. There is absolutely room for you to be successful. Um, the second tip is to not be dissuaded by the very heavy um, male culture already in this industry. So I, I think making sure that you remain um, strident in this space is important. I think being nimble and being able to pivot is very important. This is um, we've seen it in every state that's come online. Um, you'll face challenges you would not face if you were selling socks or widgets. And so being prepared to be um, very nimble is important and to also go out and raise more money than you think you're going to need because this industry absolutely requires it. So um, those are the tips that I have and I think they're the right tips. Um, but they really are. They apply to both male and female founders. Do you have any specific advice for female founders who want to get into it to add to that? I, I think it's just the same advice you give in any industry, which is that you should not be intimidated by um, the male funders who primarily control capital. Um, and I think also, and we work on it in this program, is to really arm yourself with the knowledge you need to not feel intimidated and to not feel um, that you are, that, that the funders hold all of the power and you have no power. Um, I think in very much in this case, information is power and that that should not, and, and that women should feel um, emboldened by the fact that they are the experts in this space. Um, and especially when they're going out and raising money. So no, uh, uh, no imposter syndrome here. I couldn't agree more on a number of your tips over there, um, but perhaps I would also note that uh, this is dear to Anne and my heart, of course. More female funders, more female founders are funded. 
So women get out there and write those checks. Uh, for qualified investors, I think there are so many opportunities now. The numbers have been coming back, not just since that famous 2016 um, you know, report from uh, First Round Capital and so on, but for close to a decade before that, as you noted, women do more with less. They are more uh, successful in returning more ROI to their investors on a consistent basis. And if we could only get them more capital, they would be in, you know, returning significantly more capital. So we can do well by doing good. And I'm delighted to find that you are supporting women in this particular industry because it is a very new and swiftly expanding industry. So while the men may have dominated while it was in the black market, I'm hoping the women will take a significant portion of the market as it comes to the light. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Okay, and I think that's it for well, this before, week. Well, before we go, Amy, yes. can you tell our listeners how to reach you and how to find out more about the initiative and the commune? Absolutely. So you can go to our website, which is intheinitiative.com, and sign up for our newsletter. You can follow us at Instagram at the commune PDX or in the initiative. Um, both of those are our handles. And anybody is free to email us at info at intheinitiative.com if they have any questions. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today on CEO Coach. That's it for this episode. We'd like to thank our producers at Webmaster Radio for their ongoing support. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO dash coach. You can also find us at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash CEO coach podcast. Stop by, hit the like button so we know you are out there. Tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy and today Amy Margolis. And you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next time. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.